Hello. Who is it? It's uh, it's Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris. Oh, Chris. How you doing? How you doing, Pratty boy? <laughs> Big Pratt. So you gonna be long? Oh, I can't wait. Is he coming? Sorry. He's stuck in traffic. He, can you? We, we can delay it. It's fine. We will delay it. He, he says he can't be asked. No, he has to come. He has to come. He, he says he can't be asked. Oh. Well, you're, you're, he knows he owes us. No, I know. You're a fucking prick. Yeah, he is a prick. Pratt by name, Pratt by fucking nature. All right. Get on John Joe, shall we? Yeah, we're, we're called John Joe. We're on John Joe. Right. Right, bye. And just remember about Dress It World Free. Bye. Hello and welcome to Retrospectively Titled. Hello and welcome to week three of Retrospectively Titled. And today we are looking into the world of nonsense. More specifically, nonsense within song lyrics. So what, what does that mean, what we're looking into? Specifically, because I can think of songs that literally make no sense when we go in for, I don't know, meaning against... Lack of meaning, or what? How well, we clarifying this? I think the idea is, like you say, it would be too simple just to pick the most nonsense songs. There's plenty of examples of songs that are just gobbledygook, made-up rubbish, um, uh, uh, and that would that would be quite boring, and wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to debate it. Yeah. So we're talking about songs that have an intended meaning and a purpose, but that meaning and purpose is not portrayed through a lack of sense in the lyrics, a lack of the song's own sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so also we're going to be judging this against popularity so it has to be the most popular song that makes no sense yep. actually. I, uh, I want to take after this intro I want to take time to uh, apologise for uh, Chris Pratt's absence um, he's a prick he is a prick, he's a prat <laughs> um, we uh, yeah we had a phone call with him um, and uh, yeah he couldn't be asked. he said um, so I will no longer be watching uh, Guys of the Galaxy and Chris Pratt is a prick <laughs> get that trending on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on we don't need to give him any more publicity no uh, no, no, no don't give him any more attention let's get it let's get it going around now hashtag Chris Pratt's prick hashtag Chris yeah. Pratt is indeed a prick right so let's actually get started <laughs> Should we go to you then, Jake? First, what are your, what's your, what are you going to bring to the table immediately? Well, I don't think you could talk about successful nonsense within music and not mention my first artist, which is Oasis. And I, I mean, there's so many you could choose from with Oasis. There's I, so many songs with a load of nonsense in them. Everybody loves them, really. That, that I know. I don't know anyone that hates Oasis. But I know for a fact that Noel has come out and said since writing his lyrics that he's written them in such a small amount of time and he doesn't even know what a lot of them mean. Exactly. Um, but, so I went, for, I went for a song that is possibly, arguably, their most famous song. Uh, and that's Wonderwall. I'm sure we've all heard of it. We've all heard it at a little house party. Some bloke <laughs> pulls out an acoustic guitar. Do you play Wonderwall, mate? Yeah. Um, the song is Certified Quintuple Platinum was voted number one in an Australian, ra Australian radio poll of the best 100 songs of the past 20 years in 2013. It's just legendary. Everywhere you go, you can't avoid it. Everyone knows the song. 
everyone's heard it, everyone knows the lyrics, and a million and one people will be able to tell you, oh yeah, I get those lyrics, I get it, I get But really, when you listen to them, do you get those lyrics? What are they about? What is going on there? Is there any meaning, Noel Gallagher himself said in an interview, now you've got to take what Gallagher say with a pinch of salt, but he said the song is about, about an imaginary friend who is going to come and save you from yourself, which sounds very deep, very mellow. I didn't know that, to be fair. I, I mean, he's, he's probably said a load of stuff, but that is, that is the quote. And, um, I wonder if he writes the lyrics and then interprets them himself afterwards. That'll be it, yeah. <laughs> Just like in an English GCSE class. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, he was probably... No, no, he was definitely high at the time of writing it and definitely high at the time of saying what it was about as well probably <laughs> can I just cut in and say that there is obviously no doubting the popularity of this song which is why it can be it's got one billion Spotify streams one billion that's crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's... and I mean people might might dislike it now and you might not hear it as much now but that's only because it's probably being overplayed for so long because mm. it was so popular. Now we've kind of in this kind of rut in between probably what will make, make it a classic and come back and everybody will love and adore it again. We're actually in this rut of it's just been overplayed. Mm. Therefore, we're maybe not hearing it as much as we have, have been. That's true. We'll start with the beginning. The, the main part of the song, the first thing you hear, the title, whenever anyone speaks about a song, Wonderwall. We're talking about nonsense. Wonderwall itself isn't a word. Well, yeah, what is a Wonderwall? Exactly. Well, the on, well, the only actual dictionary-defined term of Wonderwall is with reference to this song, with reference to a George Harrison film from the late 60s, psychedelic film, which is what this song title will have been inspired by, because they famously loved the Beatles. Love the Beatles, adorable. Um, so and it's, it's, a, it's also a German pop band, just... Oh, Did they come after? Yeah, the, the song? German pop. Yeah, Wonderwall. That's Wonderwall. 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 So is Wonderwall in the English Oxford Dictionary now? Um, as, as far as I know, as a term, it's defined by that. Yeah, well, fair play to them for getting well a, a, a made-up word. Although, although, you, all words made although up you say that, well, all words are made. Up, <laughs> they don't grow. <laughs> although you say that Wonderwall doesn't have a meaning, it does have a meaning to the Gallaghers. Uh, and they they both have said uh, in previous interviews, uh, Wonderwall means anything that makes you happy or brightens your day, which might mean that there's my... an idea of solstice in the meaning that you said about finding, um, what was it, finding... An imaginary happens. friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. Yeah. That's what Gallagher said. I personally don't think it's necessarily a... I think that's quite a good meaning to a song. I think the idea that you are an individual struggling with maybe who you are or what's going on in your life and you have okay. a, a, another being that's supporting you through that. Um, I also found that um, this is not from the Gallagher's, but this is from a website called songwriter.com, which is sort of a load of songwriters, loads of people coming together and basing their meaning of a song based on interviews and what they've got from the song. So... Um, while it's impossible to discern the details of the situation, we can glean that the girl he's addressing is at a lonely crossroads in her life, with the narrator the only one still standing in her corner. That's just an interpretation that came through through my research. The idea that there is that meaning of uh, struggling and, and, and uh, a difficult time for an individual and someone coming to support, whether that be an imaginary person or whether that be someone else within that. When you listened to the song, what did you think it was about? 
the, the issue is, it's, my, my view of the song is tainted because I hear it everywhere. I hear it at concerts, I hear it at weddings, I hear it all over the place, you know. Um, there's even multiple cases where it's been played at funerals and things like that. So obviously there's definite meaning there for individuals, which is why music is so brilliant. But um, for me personally, I get this impression that it's, it's the idea of someone struggling and someone needing this support. Um, but that's what I that's what I glean from the song. It well, might not be clear, but it's it's and, th- there is evidence here to suggest that that is that is the meaning. And if you go to the lyrics and put in the interpretation that you've said there, is it? You, and after all, you're my wonder wall, which would now mean if we're taking it by that definition. And after you're, all, you're, you're, you're my, my savior. You're my fi- you're, which goes. You're my happiness. You are my. Anything that makes me happy and brightens my day, you are that. That's Which moves exactly it. on from um, you're going to be the one that saves me. And after all, you're my wonder woman. So there's, there's the implication. Is there. this not a case, though, of a- applying, applying maybe what fits based upon what you've heard, not the other way around? Maybe. It should be what you've heard m- makes you feel a certain way. Whereas... I feel like we're 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 going. Actually, what does this mean? And someone's gone. It's like, almost like a conspiracy theory. But it is. It is this this vulnerability to this person is supported by Noel Gallagher himself, uh, because uh, on nme.com uh, they did a one thousand and one best songs ever, um, and Noel's response to Wonderwall being in the top twenty was outside of England. It's the one we are famous for. Uh, all over the world, and it annoys it annoys the fuck out of me. He hates it. It's not a rock and roll tune. There's quite a vulnerable statement to it. He's I well maybe I was wrong in saying he hated it then, but I remember him coming out and he, saying he, that yeah. live, for, live forever is he, their best yeah, song. Yeah, he want he wants to portray this idea that they're a rock and roll band. They're a bit Rolling Stonesy sort of thing. They've got mm-hmm. that sort of element to them. Um, but yeah, there's he's admitted himself that there's a vulnerability to the song. Whether that be as you say, him applying. Something to the lyrics and going, oh, well, actually, yeah, this is this. I actually wrote it on the back of a napkin in a Weatherspoons. You know, it, but the, the idea that people are giving meaning to it shows that there's something more special about this song, well, something more beautiful there. And adding to that, if Noel's intention when writing the lyrics, if the intention was to leave it open to interpretation so that the listener can then listen and, and take what they want to mm. from it almost... Is that not sense enough? Does that not itself make it nonsensical? Is that not mm. the, its purpose? I think that would be true, but I don't think it is. I think writing this song, the evidence when you look at it from a songwriting perspective is that the lyrics are rushed. At the end of the day, it's all very similar. You can see it almost composing itself in his head as things just fit the melody that was written. I mean, the first verse and the last verse are a rehash of each other. The last verse is just put into the past tense of the first verse. I mean, he must have been confused writing it because every chorus starts with maybe. Like, realistically, uh, I, I think, I think the evidence... So the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the evidence of the power of the song and the emotion that it gives and the feeling that we get from it and the application of that feeling to the lyrics is from the, the melody and the actual music rather than the lyrics themselves. I think if you took those lyrics out and you replaced them with another set of lyrics, I think you could easily get the same feeling from the song because that's what... I think what we're judging here is the music, but what I'm trying to judge is specifically the lyrics. lyrics. Okay, so I agree. I think every song, the music behind it, the tone, etc., influences the emotion that's that's taken from it. But so if we're going to go more specifically to how nonsensical the lyrics are, 
what are you going to sh- show us or propose to us that gives evidence towards this being the most nonsensical song? Well, the nonsense I'm trying to portray within this song, it doesn't sit within nonsense. There's not a random collection of... It's not I'm the walrus. It, it, it does right? make sense. It's not come together. Yeah, there yeah. is some, you know, linearity, some correlation between... There's almost a bit of a narrative within the song. But at the same time, it also doesn't sit within the side of this song is telling something, it's saying something. It's very vague, it's ambiguous. It, it leaves a lot, as you say, open to interpretation, which is, I think, a misleading phrase because it's very easy for an artist to say it's open to interpretation. I think at the end of the day... Mm. Uh, backbeat the world, word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out today is going to be the day they're going to throw it back to you you know I think that the backbeat what, what, what the are, are the these things I mean the fire in your heart is, is there's a loss of passion yeah you, the you, end of you have lost sense. your desire you've lost who you are it might be that I'm it might be that I'm blinded by the fact that these facts and these things that Noel Gallagher has said has, has tarnished my thoughts within the song well, but it's definitely given me a different view on what yeah. this song actually means and I mean Open to interpretation is always hard, isn't it? When an artist says it's open to interpretation, we always feel like, oh, is that just him going, I don't actually know what it's about? Or is that them going, well, the idea of music is that we love it and that we, we interpret it in our own ways. You're saying that the simpli- him being in the simplicity of lyrics is probably why it's maybe more... He's clearly not thought about it as much as you'd like for it to make sense. But I don't think ambiguity is, synony- is synonymous with non- nonsense. I think him leaving it up to interpretation and leaving it a bit ambiguous and maybe even the simplicity of him writing it actually goes some way towards it making sense. Yes, <laughs> that is true. And I would, I would believe, if it were any other artist, that it, the intention was ambiguous. But because it's the Gallaghers, because it's Noel, and because they've said on a million and one occasions they write their lyrics in two minutes, they don't really give a shit about them, lyrics aren't important, we just we make tunes and then we write the lyrics after. I think you've got to apply that to this. I think this is the best example, I can, well, potentially, you know, Champagne Supernova. This is one of the best examples of an Oasis song with just very quick hashed lyrics that have been thrown together. So, the fact that we know, and he's come out and said that he's written them in so little time, is really heavily weighing on whether we call this nonsense or not. But if we didn't know that, and he didn't come out and say any of this, we'd be going, this is genius. Just, 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 to, like just to stick my oar in again. It's not weird for writers and, and uh, uh, yeah, music writers to have a melody and write something in. Not at all. No. The, 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 I mean, the hip-hop world do that. The, there's so many genres that do that. And maybe you could argue that some of their songs are nonsense. Shall we move up to you, Jake? Yes! What are you bringing to the... I am bringing the other half of the Britprop rivalry. Oh yes, it's it's happening in this podcast. <laughs> I'm bringing brought, it up again. <laughs> I have brought Blur. Right. Well, before we get into this, Blur Oasis. Can we just have one word answer? One word. You have to go for one, and then you can give the opportunity to explain. Blur Oasis. Jake. Oasis. Frank. Blur. I'm also Blur. So that's oh. two ones. Blur. Okay. People are gonna hate me, but I have reasons to it. Yeah. No reasons. But now. <laughs> I love Oasis. Yeah, but I'm going to support Blur, so whatever. I have brought the song that is often mistaken for Woohoo. Yes, people Google Woohoo to find really? Song <laughs> 2. That is my... That is my... That is my... I think it's... Comeback. 
It's the biggest woohoo I know in some. Yeah, there are a lot yeah. of woohoos. There are a lot of woohoos. I haven't counted them because I don't think it's that important. <laughs> but there are a lot of woohoos. Uh, right, so here we go. Song 2 by Blur was originally written uh, to mock the grunge movement in the US. It ended up being Blur's most successful song in the US, which in itself is slightly nonsensical. I, I think that's hilarious. Um, song 2 was originally a working title uh, until they played it live and so it, it was their second song on their set. It got people riled up and everyone went, oh, it's song two. And they just kept the name. Song two was great. Love song exactly. Two. That was it. And it just, it just stuck. So that's what happened. So here is my argument for why it is sort of nonsense. But in our... Just moving on, just, just taking I mean, from it doesn't that. have a title. That's pr- well, fairly nonsensical. It does. Song two. No. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> At least song two are actual words. Wonder Woman isn't. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I didn't know that it was... Kind of a, a mock, a mock on the kind of American what's mm. punk, what you say? Uh, grunge movement. Grunge yeah. movement. I didn't know that, and actually, it does make a bit of sense that it's a, it's a, it's a mock song because it doesn't sound like a lot of other Blur songs. I don't know it's, at all. It's very different. To well, Blur. especially off that album. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that, right? Because this is now my album for why it's nonsense. Uh, song was created by Alex James, so the the bassist of Blur. Um, his words had a bad sweaty hangover. <laughs> and just sort of went, I'm so hungover that actually listening to some loud music, heavy bass and two drums will help me out. James also told Q magazine, we didn't think about it at all. We'd always done brainless rocking out. Doesn't that just support how it doesn't actually mean anything? I think it's nonsensical. Brainless rocking it, it, out. Brainless, brainless is brainless. The definite lyric. And that's, that's his words. That's a member of the band, straight in. Um, so... This song has a lot of sort of, um, co- not controversy, but sort of arguments that it, it, it doesn't work. It's very sort of hypocritical in its approach. So we've gone through that, we've, we've brushed over the intention of the song, but what more specifically about the lyrics? What makes it nonsensical? Here we go. <laughs> I've got my head checked by a jumbo jet. It wasn't easy, but nothing is. So, I don't know about you, Frank. But have you ever had your head checked by a jumbo jet? Right, but obviously that's not li- literal. There's metaphors, as there are in all songs. I, would that not just be saying that someone's head scrambled and they're a bit confused or it, like they've got a headache type of... I think that's what he's getting at. Would you not agree? I, I would be happy to argue that. I think, what they're also, I think what they're actually getting at is the fact that they're saying that it's nonsense because grunge they think was nonsense. And not only that, this wasn't only... I actually found in my research also that... This is another sort of hypocritical thing. Um, it was also a argument song. It was also, like, it was also a song that sort of um, was against not only grunge, but um, the nonsensical radio songs of the time. It's the sort of songs that were on the radio and in the charts. But what happened was they released this song and just as... <laughs> And so they were mocking the charts, and uh, this song was dominating the charge, uh, charts and became a staple on the radio, and was their, was one of their most successful songs in the charts. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's irony, I think it's intent. Yeah. I think if, if, if you're trying to mock something that's successful and it becomes successful, that proves how well you mocked it. I think I just, if, it's, if it's deliberate nonsense, then we're getting a different 
we're get, we're, this is a different podcast because I would argue that I'm a walrus by the Beatles is more nonsensical but because it's deliberate that in itself mm, that in itself well, makes sense and therefore the, 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 the quote the quote I've got here sorry it's, the quote I've got here intended as a parody of grunge the lyrics of the song make no sense and are an intentional dig at grunge bands such as Nirvana who would use strange and unrelated phrases to construct their lyrics so the intent behind this lyricism is supposed to be nonsensical. They are writing rubbish deliberately. Mm. So doesn't that make it make sense? Mm. Behind the intention, if you cross-reference the intention of the song to the nonsensical lyrics, I would say that therefore that as a whole makes sense of it being released. There's nothing more sensical than deliberate nonsense. Yeah. Here is a killer then. Blur themselves, all of them, thought this song was not even worth its time in the album. Song two was never going to be in the album until the the um, the record label, the 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 the, the people on t- you know releasing the album said, "We need just one more song," and they went, "Oh, we've got this stuff. We've got this crap. Let's just throw that in." It's only two minutes, but it will sort out the album. To me. That says that they're not actually bothered about it. And also, I'm going back to the fact that they, 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 they literally did this song as brainless rocking out. Although, although the idea is that it's against grunge, it's all that sort of stuff, and there's the idea that nonsense makes sense because it, it was successful in that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it was just sort of a thing. They just sort of were jamming. They were recording whatever they played at the time. You know, they, they, it's, the song even has two drummers because they're sort of just drumming against each other doing the same thing. But that's the music. Yeah, the music was yeah, brainless true. rocking out. The lyrics true. were a deliberate parody of grunge. True, true, true. I think there's definite reason to believe... Well, no, it's not even reason to believe. The song's, uh, the, the song's lyrics are nonsense. That You can't argue that. Put together, well, the lyrics are take, they are take, yeah, 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 taken yeah, on their yeah. own. Those lyrics don't make any sense. But I got my a, head checked by a jumbo jet. Scrunge, when you when yeah. when you realise that they're intending to make no sense, I think that's when it becomes mm. a more gray, a, a, a bigger grey area with regards to what we're talking about. But isn't it even if even if they've gone out of the way to be not to be nonsensical, isn't it nonsensical nonetheless? It, you know, lyrically, it's nonsense. All right, what it stood for was that, but at the end of the day, it is nonsense. But what, what I'm saying is, that and its base is, is nonsense. The descriptive of the lyric is nonsense, correct. But we're talking about... Yeah, 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 yeah. but... We're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about how nonsensical their intent... In, the intention meeting the lyric, the combination of that, how nonsensical it comes across. And I would say that um, for, some, for me to... If I sat here right now, and I um, said a sentence, and I spoke my sentence really badly, and it didn't come across well, and I didn't put an argument across in any detail at all, and it was vague, and I used words in the wrong places, that would be deliberate, that, that would be accidental nonsense. If I sat here and just went, that's deliberate nonsense. I'm meaning to be nonsensical by doing something like that. So there is sense behind my nonsense, if that makes sense. Then does that then does that then say that everything is almost nonsense or everything has to make sense? 
No, because are I, you then saying that if something has the intention to not make sense, it it then sort of in in not making sense, it has to almost make sense. If it, if the intention is to not make sense and you don't make sense, that has sense. <laughs> that has sense. Well, there's, well then the argument is that everything doesn't make sense. No, or, or, the or argument, the if, argument nothing, is, if something doesn't make sense, it has to make sense. The argument is, if someone is trying to make sense yeah. and they don't, that's true nonsense. <laughs> my that's what we're talking about. I, I, I agree with that, because we as humans, naturally, we try and... I need my head checked by John Bojack. <laughs> <laughs> we, we as a species, we, we, we try and make sense from things that maybe don't. As in, we see... We, we look at a rock and it's positioned in a certain way and we go, oh, look, that looks like a, a face. Or we look at certain... We, we see... We try and make sense of things that don't have any in, intention or meaning behind them. As, as a species, we do that. We're naturally going to apply that to lyrics. What, but the distinguishing factor here is we're, we're putting it against the, in, the intention. Because if we weren't, I would say that... I mean, what uh, Kanye West lift yourself, where he literally just goes scoop diddy poop, scoop boop diddy poop. They're the only lyrics in the song. That would make more. That's that, that's more nonsensical than what we're talking about here, from a lyric point of view. But I don't believe that there was any intention right, behind okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe Kanye, only Kanye can tell us. But there is no reason. <laughs> yeah, literally, only Kanye. Only Kanye. <laughs> can, yeah. But for, from what I can tell in my research behind that, there is there is no sense to it. Mm. So I would argue that that would that's more nonsensical. In the in the lyrical sense, but not that's not what we're judging here. Yeah, to me, to me, song two is just uh, was just sort of a a, a jamming session, uh, lyrics written in. You know, they were hungover. They didn't actually care because they weren't even bothered about putting it on the album. You know, it, they just weren't bothered, and you know, it. I, I just it was brainless. It was just a thing. It just happened, and it wasn't in it. And at the end of the day, it wasn't even intended to be on an album. But let's look, you know, with a Wonderwall, it was definitely going to be on the album. No matter what, they were going to chuck it on that album. It was going to happen. I think an interesting comparison is just bring looking at it comparatively to Wonderwall as the only other one we've spoken about so far. Mm. We talked about how Wonderwall, people took meaning from that song and from the lyrics and mm. it meant something to them. So they took sense, like you talk about finding sense in something. Mm. Song two, I don't know anyone who's ever taken meaning from those lyrics. That's true. Not like a deep one. Yeah, I, I don't know anyone at all. Yeah, yeah, true, good point. I don't know anyone that's come away and resonated on the lyrics and gone, oh, this means something I mean, to me. the, Song the, two doesn't mean so, anything to anyone. It is just a bop. I mean... Whereas Wonderwall... I went on to Genius, uh, the website, and um, you know they sort of explain what's going on or they give it a backstory or something like that, mm. like an explanation. <laughs> Song two, there isn't one... <laughs> The only explanation you get is the uh, pins and needles line. The the, the um, yeah, pins and needles line, and and it's a reference to maybe heroin. <laughs> and literally, maybe that's what it says. Heroin. That's what it says. It goes pins and needles. Implications of maybe heroin. Maybe heroin. <laughs> I love that. Maybe heroin. Right. Well, that's the point. I'm gonna mull over. <laughs> so can uh, can we title our podcast maybe heroin? Maybe. <laughs> or is that too is that too explicit for Spotify? Well, I, I don't, well, I, I I thought we were gonna go with Chris Pratt's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Blur versus Oasis. Everyone finds it hard to decide. Uh-huh. Let's throw a third name in the ring. Naughty boy. <laughs> oh, naughty yes. boy. Which, yeah. 
Which one is naughty, mate? I honestly can't. <laughs> I am talking about the 2013 hit uh, La 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 by Naughty um, Boy and Sam Smith. Feet Sam Smith. I do know this song. Yeah, I think everyone remembers this It was song. a hit. Was it a summer hit? It seems, Ooh, it seems yep. to me like May, a summer May, hit. May, June. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a summer but hit. It did, yeah. was it, did it do well? I think it did well. It did very well. Um, the, tra- the track reached uh, number one in 26 different countries. Wow. Um, which... Just shows how border breaking and universally recognised la 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 is yeah, as yeah. a sound. I think every uh, every language has a la. Has a la. Yep. Can I just say this will not um, affect my judgment uh, at the end of this, the pod, but I hate this song. Hate. I hate this song. Hatred. It it stands for everything I hate about music. Really. I'm sorry. If you've listened to previous episodes of Retrospectively Tidy, <laughs> Frank Light's Bitch I'm Madonna. Let's just. Bitch I'm Madonna is a better song than La La by. No, it's not, Frank. No, it's not. And if you have no idea what either of these two people are on about when they say that, make sure you do go and check out episode one and two. La La La. Talk me through it, Jane. Yeah, well, as I said, uh, number one in 26 different countries. Um, upon its release, it was the fastest selling single in the UK in 2013, so it was wow. the first half of the year. Wow. 2013 um, for the... It finished the year as the sixth fastest selling, and just to give you an idea of some of the other songs in that year, you had Get Lucky, Blurred Lines, Wrecking Ball, Wake Me Up Avicii, these were huge yeah, they, hits. They were these were good, huge, yeah. huge hits. And they um, came out, like, summertime, sort of that sort of yeah, thing, and we were yeah. lapping it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Are we going intention or lyrical nonsense with this one? Um... This is intention and lyrical nonsense, really. I'm a bit of both. Nice, um, I like that. The intention behind the song, I don't think it's any, up for dispute too much. I think it's quite simple. The intention behind the song is, is, is telling a story of two people having an argument they, they, to the point where they, they don't want to speak to each other anymore. They can't be bothered to listen. Naughty Boy said in an interview, um, covering my ears like a kid and saying la la la, it's like the man kid in me. So he's admitting the lyrics he's penned are those of a child. And I don't care if you're Paul McCartney or John Lennon, I don't care how good a songwriter you are, if you're writing as a child, it's going to be very basic and potentially nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, Just out of interest, did um, Naughty Boy write it for Sam Smith? For Sam Smith? No, he actually wrote it for Emily Sanday, actually. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Um, and Sam Smith... Jumped in. That's interesting because Sam Smith has proven himself as a songwriter, and I think all of the lyrics that I know that he he's written have made sense. So it's interesting to know that he is just the singer on this, and he didn't have yeah. anything to do with the writing of it. There's a BBC music journalist called Fraser McAlpine, and he, I think he summarised this beautifully in an article he did. He said in the song La La La, Sam Smith sings La 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 to describe himself singing La 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 while also listening to La La La. <laughs> and I think that just summarises the absolute nonsense and, throughout this song. How um, many la do you know how many la's are in the I song? Ca- I can say that I have sadly spent my time <laughs> oh. mathematically working out... The so, research that goes behind this podcast Oh, this is amazing. This is why you have to love it. Um, so, in the song, there are 266 la's and na's, Nars, um, well, at the end is at the end of the la 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 na na na. Oh right. It goes it goes into a na. Could you repeat it's the that, same please? thing? No. <laughs> so there's 568 words in the entire song, which leaves nearly half of the entire song, which clocks in at three minutes forty two, is consisted of Lars and Nars. Um, bearing in mind this song is actually trying to say something, so it has a meaning. And it still takes half of its time saying la and na. 
So it's got, yeah, so it's got about one minute 30 to portray some form of meaning to... Mm-hmm. And like, like we said, the meaning is this idea of an argument, this idea of a childlike not wanting to listen, and th- there is some level of meaning mm-hmm. behind it. So, uh, just to butt in, um, what I found through my research on this song is something actually quite nice, although we've heard the Sam Smith singing about la-la-las, doing la-la-las with the la-la-las. <laughs> yeah. um, this is... This is from a sort of a source I found, um, and I thought I, I thought it, it, it's definitely changed my view of the song. Um, it portrays a childlike attitude towards uh, an argument between two people, almost like a child's response to their parents arguing. It's a clever approach to the song, story of song, and the song opens with chimes of jing 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 yep. almost like a lullaby. Opens like with those sort of chiming sounds. Like lullaby, I actually think that's quite a clever, very simple way to introduce a song that has that sort of ideology around it, um, that people obviously sort of support and and feel that way. But again, we're we're in the territory of people giving meaning to a song. um, Well, I think we know. Well, I think we know the meaning behind this. Yeah, we're not arguing. The, the intention behind the song. I suppose with Wonderwall you could argue what was the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is ambiguity. But with this, we know it is about, the song is about the expressive limitation of words, especially when you're a child. And therefore, mm. obviously, I guess you could say itself, it struggles to express its own lyrics. And it substitutes these lyrics for la la la. Which you could say, you could argue, is deliberate because of the intention behind the song. But I would say that the intention is to display that childlike uh, inability to fully express themselves in a moment like this, in a moment of, like you say, basically two parents arguing. Um, but that, the way that is expressed is, I would say, lazy and nonsensical. And a child themselves would be nonsensical, wouldn't make sense. Wouldn't make sense. So, so, so yeah. But we've got to remember, this isn't a child. Mm. This is a musician. So, so where does the where does the yeah. where does the lyrical nonsense come into play? Well, it's, it's the last. It should be the last and the last. <laughs> yeah. Not not with any. Two hundred and sixty-six. Not with any. Not, gathered, but not with any well, the of rest, the actual like. Not particularly. No. Lines but, I mean, of lyrics. The rest of the lyrics are they're nothing special. Um, uh, but they're coherent. Yeah, and, and they uh, make complete sense, and they're almost sort of metaphorical with some things. I mean, I I um. Uh, Obviously, I can't find your silver lining. I don't mean to judge, but when you read your speech, it's already enough is enough. It, very simply, um, there's nothing going on. I don't want to hurt you by saying something I regret. So I, I'm sort of, you know, when you give me that speech within an argument, I, I, I still want to be with you within this argument sort of thing. It's very, As you say, it's very basic, but I still think, lyrically, it makes sense. The, the 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 nonsense is the Lars, okay, but there's meaning behind the Lars as well with the childlike response to potentially these parents' argument. I'm going to throw in the word genre. La 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 is the sample, yeah. We know that la 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 sample. This is this is so common within the genre of, of um, electric music or, or I don't really know what this is dance there's music a, sort of like thing. Electro pop. Yeah, thing, electro pop. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> The la la la, yeah, 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 but we can also, you know, we could say that, you know, Fatboy Slim, everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. He says that over and over and over again. It just means, <laughs> that, it doesn't necessarily mean something. It that just, does make sense. Oh, it does make sense, but it, <laughs> everybody just does. Everybody, everybody just, it just fills time in a song. Uh, Daft Punk's Around the World. 
All it is is around the world, around the world. They're telling us that the world spins. Brilliant. No, it, that, it, the idea of sampling. Are they telling us the world spins? Does that make sense? Are they going around but, the world? But, but what, it's, what's it's, the intention? It's the genre. That? You sample something and put a beat to it. It's a and good potentially put words to it. It's a good point, but what you're missing is that with this song specifically, there is lots of evidence to suggest that there genuinely is. And a story. There genuinely is intention in the meaning behind the song. The the, the Fat Boy Slim and, and I'll, I'll, Daft I'll, Punk. Yeah. They create songs with absolutely no meaning. It's just a dance. Yeah. This but song actually is trying to say something, and it comes across terribly. So, yeah, I agree that this song could potentially be improved in its message. It could be a bit better in the way that it. But well, that's not what in the way that it, I know, I know. But it could be better in the way that it captures. I'm but but that but I just I I don't think this song number one has anything nonsensical in it apart from two hundred and sixty six lines <laughs> yeah, which are nonsensical they don't make sense yes but we've we've it's been given meaning it has meaning the idea whether of this whether it has attitude. meaning or not doesn't that doesn't help that's like saying it has a theme that's not the same thing it's it's how that meaning is portrayed through the lyrics there's a meaning. Behind this, there's there's a multitude of mm. meanings and a deep rooted argument. Difficult finding it difficult to come to terms with arguing and quarrelling with people you love, and that is portrayed through. And I know I keep bringing it up, but I think it's such an important point. That deep meaning that they really want to put across is portrayed it's through two hundred and sixty six examples it's, it's of only, Lars and Nas. It's only that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I'll have to I'll have to give that a thought. You both put your points across very well there. Um, Hmm. I'm on. I'm determined, Frank, because I'm not going three 0 down. It's not happening. Well, you've got one more to propose, haven't you? Yes. So shall we move over to that? I really struggled this week trying to find songs that made no sense. I found quite a few songs, and my heart wasn't in it. Uh, and then one of our listeners, bless him, introduced me. What well, introduced us? To a song that really doesn't make sense. Through our Instagram page. And should should be spoken about in this podcast. So we do listen to suggestions as well. Yeah, we definitely yeah. do. We put suggestion we put it open to our listeners on our Instagram page. They replied and one of them came to fruition in the form of Jake's argument. I have chosen Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Now there is no doubting this song's success right now. Not at all. It's brought the trumpet back to be cool. Can't and Harry it. Styles, you cannot avoid him being so damn sexy. Mm-hmm. You just can't avoid it. Uh, mm-hmm. He stands for everything I hate in music. And yet, having listened to his most recent album, the latter half of it, I would say, is such good music. Oh, it's deep, it's isn't so it? so good. Yeah. And the first album, I like the Bowie-esque uh, kind of sound to it. So actually, if... Although coming from One Direction, a manipulated kind of, you know, formulaic band, and, and I've, they've got some good songs, I'll, I'll, I, won't, I'll, I won't deny that, but listening to Harry Styles himself, going in with the image I had of him and actually listening to him, I, I've been so surprised, and I've, I'm really enjoying what I listen to. However, Watermelon Sugar... Now, hmm. I scoured, absolutely scoured the internet to find the meaning of Watermelon Sugar, right? I first went to uh, the Urban Dictionary, the old friend of mine, the Urban Dictionary, and this is what the Urban Dictionary had to say. A word that has simply lost all meaning throughout history. 
has implications of oral with the mouth. <laughs> oral not, oral this, with the mouth? Well, well, I, I don't really know how to explain it because I don't want to come across as the sexually frustrated one. But I mean, like, yeah. Can we Is just it, watermelon sugar to, as, as one word, like a hyphenated word? Or, interesting. I'm sorry. Oral, oral watermelon with, with the mouth. mouth. Yeah. Oral with the mouth. Well, so, as opposed so to oral without, without the mouth. mouth? <laughs> well, no, with, with, right, opposed to oral with, with hands, I guess. That's what, 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 what do you think no, oral is? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to... Uh, right, okay. That's, that's what I got from the Urban Dictionary. Let's now move on, please. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, also I found that watermelon sugar is supposed, supposed to be a metaphorical symbol for oral sex. That was another definition without the mouth. Funny enough. Um, and then oral sex without the mouth. Another one. Uh, another sex. one. Another one I found was um, I guess the real explanation to this song is that watermelon sugar also gives reference to heroin and cocaine. So I mean, the lyrics that come out to me is the majority of the song is watermelon sugar high, and I think people I think people are going from the high and going, oh, it's not. Or is, sex. Is it's it, a drug. Okay. But then again, right. It could be. Um, so the reason, so the reason why this song uh, doesn't isn't very good at portraying its message, uh, or or portraying what it means. If it means what, what does sex, it mean? That's if it means oral sex, it does. It, it, it's very sort of metaphorical, and I think it's so metaphorical that it's hard to sort of bring back into um, sort of real re- realism. Re- yeah. Um, okay. Tastes like strawberries um, on a Sunday, and it sounds just like a song. But it doesn't taste like strawberries. Well, watermelon does not taste like well, strawberries. Well, oral sex doesn't taste like strawberries, and I've never ate a strawberry and heard a song. And unless can a I song just, is played while say, I eat strawberries. Um, oral sex can taste like strawberries. There are brands available. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think this is about drugs. I think that's a misinterpretation. All the research I found was oral sex. All, all credible. I just sort uh, of, I just sort of went through what does it mean, and this is what threw, this is what was yeah. thrown at me. It seems to but me I think there, we're the, more the, the, gen- the sex, general yeah. population that don't have any idea go, oh, I think it's about drugs. He says hi, but when you actually, when I mean Harry Styles in interviews has has hinted at it being about oral sex. There was an interviewer mm-hmm. said to well, him, well, there was an interviewer said to him, is it about oral sex? And he said, oh, I don't know. Well, is this it? Is, this is this is what. So I, I've found this interview uh, with a little bit of help from. Um, the person sat across from me. Uh, in an interview with Zane Lowe, uh, the absolute legend with the deep voice, uh, Harry Styles responded with, does it? I don't know. Uh, when Zane, sort of, Zane Lowe asks him, is it about oral sex, mm. mate? And Harry Styles sort of says, I don't know. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Um, and then um, later implies uh, that it's better to leave it open to interpretation so we're getting into this again which is we're now into the world of the audience now being a participant in giving a song meaning hence why there are so many <laughs> but is this not exactly the same conversation we were having about Wonderwall and you know we've also yeah pretty much mate yeah. it's ambiguity and the amb- ambiguity is intentional according to Harry Styles himself can I put some lyrics to you go for it mate baby you're the end of June I want your belly and that summer feeling getting washed away with you. I'll tell you something, I would like Harry Styles' belly. What Does he want someone's belly? You're the end of June, I can understand I that guess, to mean maybe summery. Yeah, summer vibes, summer but vibes with trumpets. I don't understand the rest of it. I mean, I want your belly 
I want your belly. And is that an idea? Is that an intimacy? Well, back, is that, listen, is Harry, Harry Styles, but, but Harry Styles is a child of the noughties, and in the noughties, crop tops were big, <laughs> and bellies were sexy, they were all pierced. Pierce. So what we're saying here is either singing about a belly dancer or lube. I think he's maybe oh, no, oh, singing about a lubed up belly dancer. <laughs> I think he's also... I think this, We've cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> this song is about a lubed up belly dancer. <laughs> I think the thing is, there's, some, there's, there's obviously some, some sort of intimacy there. And I think he's almost doing it. I don't know. I think he's almost doing it on purpose. Um, I have a fun fact, though. Wait. Yeah? Da, 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 da. So, um, the melody... <laughs> Wrong part. <laughs> the melody for Watermelon and Sugar um, was created during his debut album. All he sort of did was, I really like this melody that we've almost kept, um, and I now want to add words to it, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like I, you said earlier, most artists do. Which, which is a very, very popular thing to do, especially when someone finds a sound and it doesn't necessarily work with their album. Mm. That happens a lot. Um, but well, yesterday was originally, for months, scrambled eggs. Really? Because, because Lennon McCartney had no idea what to, the, the words to apply to the melody, so they just used to sing scrambled eggs, oh my baby, how I love your legs. <laughs> wow. Um, I, d- I didn't know that. That's, a fun f- that's another fun <laughs> fact. Fit. You've got two, <laughs> two fun facts thrown straight in. But yeah, um, with this song, uh, I mean, lyrically, doesn't make sense. Um, from the artist's point of view, leaving it all to interpretation, I don't even think Harry Styles really knew that or thought that it would. I don't really know what Harry Styles was thinking when he wrote it, obviously, but. Could I come in then with. One sort of final argument against trying to yeah. pull down Go for it. Watermelon Sugar Go for high. Um, <laughs> well played. So, yeah. So, um, as we've already said, this song potentially is deliberately ambiguous, which yeah. then comes into the realm of well, then if the lyrics are ambiguous, that's deliberate. Is that sensical? Um, but I would. I, what I would say though is, it is no. We talk about feelings and, and imagery um, that you get from a song. And I don't think anyone can argue that the, su- the success of this song, partly being Harry Styles, partly being the music, but it's also the, the imagery and the um, consistent themes throughout the song of, you know, summertime, you've got fruit, you've got... It's almost like a poetic landscape. It, it makes you mm. feel... It makes you feel like summer. Yeah, it's a and summer I think, summer. I think at the end of the day... The song is very consistent in its ability to produce this imagery. It's not ambiguous about that imagery. It's yeah. very clear. Strawberries, watermelons, mm. uh, summer evenings. I think that throughout the song is without ambiguity. I think it is clear. I think the meaning behind that and the sense in that is that this is a summer song. And you look at any other big summer yeah. song and they, they all have the same imagery yeah. within them. I think that definitely... The meaning behind it, when you talk about oral sex, I think we're going to stick with that being the meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that come across? I don't know. Um, I, I certainly didn't know it was about it, which you could say is, is argument for the fact that it is slightly not. And it's not very good at, 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 at sort of telling us. No, it's not a good metaphor, the, the, is it? No, no. It, uh, but it is ambiguous. And I think, I think just very, very finally... Um, we as a as a as a threesome are seeing. Can the, we not? Can we not describe ourselves as a threesome, please? Especially right now when we're talking about lubed up belly dancers. <laughs> True. Get your mind out the gutter, Frank. With Harry Styles' response, we don't. Uh, you know, the three of us are saying that it's. Uh, oh, I'll leave it up to interpretation. But maybe he doesn't actually know. 
I, but neither do that, you. Does that not argue more towards it being well, being nonsense, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah, being completely nonsense. But I you mean, don't know whether he knows. I mean, in the interview, Zane Lowe, Zane Lowe says, "I get the feeling it's not oral sex," and his, he, the problem is you don't know if his response is genuine, even if you watch the interview could itself. Just be, could on, just be PR on it? Apple. Yeah, yeah. I think could just Apple. be him trying to yeah, get people. It, oh, listen to something. It, it might is. be about oral sex. Yeah, and, and he's I, a sexy guy. But again, we've got. I mean, I don't want to throw in the music video, but I think the music video almost sort of says, "Oh, maybe, maybe this is about oral sex and fruit." Or, but I think that's maybe even himself giving meaning to something that is poten- that is potentially nonsense. Well, I think the only thing we established there was that you two fancy Harry Styles. <laughs> that's Definitely. true uh, what you don't <laughs> liar <laughs> and you love a lubed up belly dancer so um, I think you Frank have got a very difficult decision I agree I, think I agree just as a comment though these four songs show portray they're all four of them are very successful songs they're all very successful which sort of shows no, no. that we as people love nonsense we love nonsensical it, songs. It goes to back to what I was saying. As, as as a species, we're hardwired to try to find sense in things that don't make sense. There is a, there is studies. It's called the ink blot, where people presented with just random yeah. a random blot of ink, and then people and then, people are asked right. to interpret what they wow. see on that, and then people see stories, pictures, people, all of this, and it's just a random. Which ink is blot. potentially why number one. I mean, melody. Obviously, these these four songs have got great melodies. Um, even even the la-la. even la 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 it's really even, catchy even the sample la 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 yeah really, it is but um, yeah I just think we, 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 we're obsessed with trying to find a meaning and that means nonsense is exciting and enjoyable for audiences and enjoyable for us and that is a really quite beautiful comment on music well if, if, if nonsense wasn't interesting then none of us would have studied GCSE English literature <laughs> I studied A level right so, I am going to I'm going to mention a couple of the well, what we've already mentioned throughout the podcast, I'm sure, in that I am the walrus by the Beatles. Yeah. Great song, makes no sense, but the point behind was that was to make no sense. Um and again on that, we've mentioned Lift Yourself by Kanye West. There is uh, to my memory no lyrics in that. Yeah. Um and it does make no sense. It is nonsensical. But you just don't know with Kanye whether there was a reason <laughs> yeah. behind that or he was just going and some higher power but the, the, but yeah. In that song, the melody's awesome. So now, now now's the big part. Right. You've got to make a decision now. I'm going to This is difficult. This is definitely definite, a definite difficult one. Um I think Wonder What by Oasis. I'm shaking. I think that come my judgment on that is that although through all the things we've said, I think the, the the point that keeps coming back to me is that ambiguity isn't nonsense. And again, I think Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles comes under that. Whereas, although we might have we might have found from that that it might be a song about lube, it might be a song about oral sex, but it might be a song about a lubed up belly dancer. So many things. A lubed up belly dancer we, having oral sex. A lubed up belly dancer having oral sex. So I mean, we might have cracked the code there, which would make <laughs> make it not. It would actually makes sense. Harry Styles. However, even, yeah. even even on the off chance that that isn't what the song is about, again, it comes under ambiguity isn't nonsense. Well, so, the only way we can find out what that song's about is by uh, tuning into next week. Harry Styles <laughs> is going to be here. 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is uh, this is definitely happening. <laughs> that, that sounds convincing. Well, I, I, I've got a few calls to make, but, you know, he's a good lad. You know, he's a nice guy. He's down to earth. So I think he'll come over, guys. Uh, he's not a prick like Chris Price. No, no. So he'll definitely I don't think be here say. with his gorgeous locks and Gucci bag. So definitely be here. Yeah. Stay tuned for Harry Styles here. Right, you've got you come on, last two. So now. I've got now to decide between Song Two by Blur and oh, the awful La 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 by Naughty Boy and Sunset. Yeah, but take your hatred out of it. I thing. am taking my hatred out of it. I am trying. I just really dislike the song. <laughs> now My head's in my hands, by the way. Just This is a big moment for me. La la la. The song has a story, I'll be annoying, but it does have a story, and it does make sense. The La La La's are, are cohesive to the storyline, it does make sense. I can't see, even the, there is an intention to it, the lyrics do make sense. And again, yes it's just a noise, but it is a baby, or it is a child, plugging his fingers in the ears and going La La La, I'm not listening to you, in an argument. Therefore. I think my judgment is going to have to be Song 2 by Blur is the most nonsensical song because and I think the, 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 the main thing behind this is that they didn't intend it to be on the album. It is brainless rocking out. So any any argument towards that, that being the popularity behind it kind of going some way to be going towards the intention is actually null and void because they hadn't intended to, to make it to, to put it to, to an audience, for them, for them to interpret it this way, blah de blah This is the most successful song with nonsensical lyrics. There you go. It's 2-1 though. 2-1? 2-1. You're back in the game. Back in the game. Oh. You've got one the belt now. Let's see if oh. you keep that Back to film next time though. Oh. <laughs> I'm at Your home. I'm at home. Yeah, yeah, I'm at home. Yeah. I was away then. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Oh. Anyway. Congratulations, well done, oh, so you're back in the game. I'm back in the game. Thank you so much for listening again. Thank you for the support. Harry Styles is here next week. Well, not next week. Ah, oh, okay, why? We are taking a short sabbatical for Easter as we are all firm believers that eggs should be obtained in peace. Um, so uh, we, we will be back within uh, the next sort of two weeks. Um, so don't miss us too much. And make sure you stay tuned for Harry. Yeah, stay tuned, Harry Styles. Thank you, Mr. B. Take care, stay hydrated, lot of love, stay safe. <laughs>